Welcome to the OmniTalk Fast Five, sponsored by Takeoff, the AM Consumer and Retail Group, and Attentive. OmniTalk Fast Five is the podcast that we hope each week makes you feel a little smarter and, most importantly, a little happier, too. It is November 11, 2021, and it's already off to a raring start. I am your host, Chris Walton. I'm Ann Mazinga. And we are here once again to discuss all the top headlines making waves in the world of omni-channel retailing this week. And I almost couldn't get through that read because you were like ready to die laughing. You're excited to be here. Can you believe it's like November 11th already? Yes, it feels like it's November 11th today. It does. I have to it say, feels like yes. that for you. God, I feel like it's this month is going by so fast. Like I think it's because the first fell on a Monday. When the first falls on a Monday, I think the months just go by so quickly. Very like the week after next is Thanksgiving. It's crazy. It's a very interesting theory. I've never heard that. Is this like something from Stanford that you drew up from your past? Like you guys just had like first of the month theories? Well, and sh- it's funny you should ask because, you know, I studied the astrological calendars last night. No, of course not. No, I'm just, it's just a casual observation. The first of the month to me, I think of like Bone Thugs and Harmony, like wake up, wake up, wake up. You know that song? <laughs> no, of course I don't. Of course I don't. It's another hip hop reference. It's, it's first totally of the lost month. on me. But hey, you know what else? It's the 11th of November. That yep. means it's Singles Day. Singles Day. Woo-hoo. Might have a story about that yep. coming your way. And then it's also Veterans Day. Yes. Shout out to our veterans. Shout out to Mrs. Omni Talk. Yeah. Veteran of the Air Force and yes. Pop Pop Omni Talk, also a veteran of the Air Force. Pop Pop. Yeah, Pop Pop. That's what we call him affectionately. Oh, that's yes. cute. Good old Lee. Good old Grandpa Lee. But yeah, shout out to them. Lots of deals rolling their way today, like Papa Murphy's Pizza. Might be picking up one of those later. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. So much P alliteration this morning. Yeah. Pa- Papa Murphy's Pizza Pickup. <laughs> P alliteration. I don't. I don't know if that's something I, I would want to call attention to. But yeah, we can do that. Why not? Because this is Ami Talk, and we're here to make you happier and smarter. All right. Before we get to the headlines, though, we want to do a little bit of housekeeping because we've got some great events that are headed your way. Yes. First off, next weekend on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time, we are going to be live on LinkedIn talking to Chris Derringer and Ricardo Belmar of Microsoft about the five retail tech trends that they plan to bet on for 2022. This is some hot content. We put the we put the event out on LinkedIn uh, just yesterday. We already have 100 people signed up. You're going to want to see this because Microsoft, hey, I think everyone's kind of heard of them, right, And They're, yeah, they're kind of big time. You might have heard of them. Yeah. yeah a little of, company out of Redmond. Yeah, you know, no yeah, big deal. Yeah, kind of big time. They feel like they should know what they're talking about, and they're going to they're gonna tell us what they think the retail world should be focused on and, from a technology and we perspective. Might, we might have some thoughts of our own too, Chris. I'm I'm looking forward to that. We might. There could be a little debate coming I your way it. too between our kind. thoughts and theirs, which is the best, which is our signature. And also, I want to call attention to the fact that you guys, please don't forget that Ann and I will also be attending the Manifest Conference in Vegas in January, where we'll be podcasting live about all the latest and greatest in supply chain innovation tech. And if you're interested in attending... Which you should be which, because the holidays are coming up and you should definitely have a vacation slash conference plan to get somewhere warm post-holiday with relatives. Yeah, and it's in Paris, the hotel. <laughs> and OmniTalk fans also receive $300 off their registration. If you're interested in redeeming that offer, just click on the link in our show notes, which we will provide. All right, and I think you got to get to the headlines. Uh, I'm excited. Today, Chris, we are going to talk about Sobe's new Flex Store. YouTube as a holiday shopping destination, NFTs for Singles Day today, Nike and Dick's teaming up on loyalty. But first, we're going to take off with a big headline this week, Amazon accepting Venmo, Chris. 
Uh, so according to CNBC, starting next year, PayPal users will be able to make purchases on Amazon.com and the Amazon mobile shopping app with their Venmo accounts. PayPal, as you may know, previously had partnered with eBay until they split about six years ago. So talk about sticking it to the X. I mean, yeah, right. This is this is like cutthroat. Now. Yeah. If you read that, if you read some of the CEO's statements, yeah, it sounded like, hey, we're getting back at you now. Yeah. Like, there, there's some unhappiness there for sure. But and I think I mean, I think this space is so fascinating. It's just so fascinating. To watch. We've talked in previous Fast Fives about Venmo specifically going into physical stores. Yep. But now you have Amazon here which is the biggest kahuna of all in the digital space, now saying, hey, you can take Venmo. Right. Which is just fascinating, which also makes me wonder too, you know, what happens in their physical stores? Do they, those start For to sure. be a place where they accept Venmo as well? Because I would think the technology would be there if you could do it online, the way Amazon set up their stores, it's going to work yeah. in their physical stores too. Amazon Go, Amazon Fresh. What do you think? Yeah, if you have, I mean, I don't see any reason why this wouldn't be the the card or account that's associated with your Amazon account. I mean, it, it seems very simple. I mean, we talked about this back in February of this year too, Chris, if you remember, where, you know, they had started a Venmo debit and credit card where people could start to, you know, preload right. that or be drawing from this. But this is just straight up Venmo. Straight up Venmo. Just pulling right from, <laughs> I sold my couch on Monday night and now I can go buy like my, you know, kid's jersey on Amazon that night with my Venmo account. It's just, it's amazing. It really opens up a lot of opportunities again, you know, for this next generation, especially. Um, and a lot of the people in the country who are, are not banked and who use Venmo for business, for, you know, personal use. And, and that's really, you know, their main tool for transactions right now. Yeah. The other thing I'd say to close on this too, the other interesting thing that's happened that I want to call attention to our listeners or, or make make our listeners aware of is that beginning January 1st as well as part of the American Rescue Plan, that is going to require that third-party applications like Venmo and PayPal mm. and others, that they need to report commercial transactions on sales of goods or services over $600. In the past, those transactions were only reported if the amount, if the, if they amounted to more than $20,000. Right. So that's a big, big difference in terms of the lives of a lot of these people in terms of how they conduct commerce. I know that's something you've talked about in the yeah, past. Yeah, well, absolutely. I think it's, as you start to think about, like, Venmo was essentially straight cash, you know? It was mm -hmm. just, like, replacing physical cash. And now this is going to be, you know, we, we know that there was a lot of time before they were saying like, well, you should convert to a business account if you've done this many transactions. Yeah. We're assuming it's a business account, but they didn't push you into it. Now that, you know, the IRS is getting involved and you're going to have reports of like, you sold two couches this year. Like we've got it. We've got it paid. It's Which is going to be interesting for those third party marketplaces too, to see if there's a shift back to like, no, I just want cash. Right. Yeah. Like how does this all play out? But you know, the point is there, the regulation's coming because the space is heating up, which we've talked about Numerous, numerous times on this podcast. All right, headline number two is the headline we want you all to pay attention to because that is the headline that is brought to us by Attentive. If you want to learn more and to see why thousands of brands use Attentive's SMS platform to send interactive marketing campaigns that better engage consumers and drive revenue, then visit attentivemobile.com slash Omnitalk to request your demo today. All right, and according to Chain Storage, Sobeys is opening up its first North American, what it's calling a Flex store, thank you, Joey Trubiani, in Ontario, Canada. What is a flex store, you might ask, Anne? Well, I, I think you need to explain that Joey Trubiani is air quotes flex store because people can't see. Yeah, because they can't see doing. because this is a podcast. <laughs> yes, right. Well, and because you What is a flex store, Chris? Thank you very much for asking me that. Well, a flex store concept is a concept designed by Innerstore and Schweitzer 
that allows Sobeys to change counters and entire departments quickly and easily without major construction costs to respond to changing consumers' needs. All the furniture used is flexible and ready to plug in as a result of an elaborate system which the building services, including things like water, electricity, data, are fed from the ceiling into the counters and the furniture. So, Anne, I know I surprised you with this being one of my choices for the Fast Five this week. Are you coming around on this story or do you think I'm still nuts? No, totally. After, oh, really? Okay, All right. I've, you th- I'm so thankful that you brought this to my attention because the headline for this, like many headlines in our retail industry, does not get to like the impact that this store is going to have for Sobeys as an organization. Right. I was having total deja vu after reading this, Chris, right. from our days working on Target Store of the Future. I hope listener Brian G is loving this because it made me think of him when we started working on that project. And he's like, listen, it's not, you can't just put stuff up and you can't just take your concept yeah. world of a store and this all these right. things are moving around and it's beautiful and fun. You can't just be modular. You can't just be <laughs> modular, exactly. And I learned from, from Brian and our team, and I think what Sobeys is going to learn here too, is that it's much more than just making flexible fixtures like we've seen at like the Bloomies store or like, you know, having these temporary pop-up sort of things. It's really about building the building infrastructures to support how you're going to truly have a flexible store that allows for things like, you know, changing checkout and payment terminals that allows for changing merchandising spaces. And so I think that, you know, for me, Chris, this actually is like neck and neck right now for me with Whoa. Trigo and Tesco wow. of, as a store I want to see oh, live in see. person okay. right. in yeah. the next year because yeah. I would love to see how they're doing that. Yeah, I would love it. I would love to see it too. Like how does that actually work? Like piping in the electricity and the water from the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, and that's so. First of all, I'm going to take a little victory lap you on should. this because you, should. you, you were run like, around, you were like, run around I the studio. You're like, no, but that's cool. I'm glad you came around. But well, I didn't know what a flex store was. Like, you got, you can't just lay flex store out there and expect us to know what you're talking well, about. Well, and that's what we do on Omni Talk. We look deep into the headlines to try to bring you the things that are most important. Because yes, and like from our store of the future days, I can, I think what Sobeys is trying to do here is important. Like with how fast retail is changing, how fast technology is changing, especially in store, how it's evolving. It's becoming exceedingly difficult for retailers to build stores that don't become obsoleted in a few years. Yes. And so by dropping everything from the ceiling, that gives them the ability to be more flexible. And it might be more expensive for them up front, but in the long run, I think that's going to pay off as they're still trying to figure out how to navigate this omni-channel evolution, so to speak. And the other thing, too, for those people that aren't aware, Sobeys is big time. Yeah. They have 1500 supermarkets in Canada. Mm-hmm. So this is this is an important important headline. I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad you yeah. agree. Yeah, this is so much more than like, you know, putting USB ports in the Caribou coffee store or something like that. Like I think that that's the important thing for people to call out. This is not just like one or two things or extra outlets or something. This is like major structural changes to the building to support it. So, yeah, yeah. plug and play. Okay, Chris, we're going on to headline number 3. So, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, and other sources. Uh, YouTube is becoming a holiday shopping destination just in time for Christmas. Tell me more, Anne. Inquiring minds want to know. Yes, inquiring minds. Uh, Starting next week, YouTube is going to host a week-long live streaming event like everybody else on the planet, it seems, these days, (laughs) called Holiday Stream and Shop, where select social media stars, they haven't contacted us yet. No, they haven't yet. Yeah, Yeah, we're still waiting for our invitation. We're waiting, YouTube. They'll sell their own merchandise and brand name products directly on the YouTube platform. So some YouTubers will be able to hawk goods from their videos, um, shoppable videos, they're called. And then YouTube will be relying on Google's commerce system to connect with merchants and delivery systems. Chris, 
are you excited for this? I I, I, I mean, am, but I do want the listener to know you just air quoted as well. So that's now the second. But I air didn't. Quote. But I didn't say. I didn't call it out. Oh right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So so. I think I used my voice to air quote. You did. Yeah. Yes. No, use your hand too. But anyway. But here, my thoughts on this hand. My thoughts are it's about damn time we brought Google into this conversation. You know, YouTube. YouTube has a definitive right to win in this space, in my opinion. Yeah. According, I was looking. I was trying to get some background facts yesterday, but Ooh. I was looking through a statista. A very journalist. Of I you. know, right? I you know, I try I try <laughs> to play one on on the internet. Um, but the average person spends on average about two hours per day, give or take, a little bit more than that. Two hours per day on social media, and of that, depending on where you look, what I was able to find is twenty four to forty minutes of that per day is spent on YouTube. Hmm. So this is a very, very powerful source. Um, and so my big question, though, like I'm glad to see Google's doing it. But my big question for Google has always been, show me the execution. Yeah. Like you guys have not been able to get commerce happening through Google in any way that makes me want to come back and use your platform. So why do I have confidence you can do this through YouTube? Yes. I really don't right now. And I want to see how this works before I you know, kind of say, hey, this is great. Totally. And I, I completely agree, Chris. I think the thing that I'm waiting to see is how they how they roll this out. Because if you think about it, traditionally in these in these influencer videos or live stream videos, you're taking you're either on a platform like Amazon or Wayfair or in Alibaba where you're buying the product right from that point. But what Google has the capability to do with this that would be really cool and I think gives customers a reason to go to YouTube for this type of live streaming shopping is if you can have the display like Google Shopping puts out right now where you say, okay, I want this mascara that this live streamer is putting out. But then it, it's the same, the equivalent, you know, in the in the YouTube platform of seeing like this mascara is this right. much at Ulta, at Amazon, at Target, at Sephora. And then you can choose right there because cost comes into play here. And you can see then, you know, like I can, or if I have a Walmart Plus membership, possibly, right. or I have an Amazon Prime membership that I'm going to go to that outlet versus, you know, just going to Amazon in platform. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you that I think that in theory is cool. But the one thing I would say, though, too, is I still wonder from a consumer perspective, if people are using YouTube to discover products or if they're going to YouTube more as an entertainment type venue. Well, that's why I think this whole concept to me still seems more tailor made for Instagram. I want to see... I want to see what you think here, but yeah. it seems more tailor-made for Instagram. And what you're describing could easily, through different product development capabilities, happen on Instagram too over time. So I feel like that's the place more endemically where I'm doing that and in the mind to shop versus YouTube. You know, but I, that's what I. That's just that's my take on this. Right yeah. Now. See, I'm what gonna I'm gonna disagree. disagree. I think that that's how you and I shop. I think when we look at the numbers you spent 20 minutes a day on YouTube, that is not the next generations. They are spending hmm. much more time on YouTube. To and shop. You think they're... No, but they're going for entertainment now. And so when you start to bring commerce in there, there is a huge opportunity now for them. To, it, they've never been able to do this before. They've been able to go and see Ryan playing with a toy and then go tell their parents. But they haven't been able to now, in theory, go to their entertainment yeah. destination the same way that some people are approaching physical retail where it's entertainment first and then you slide retail yeah. into it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe you might, the Ryan example is a good one. Actually. I think that's a good one, like where that could work, but yeah, I don't know. I still just feel like it's just not as strong of a position as Instagram, but time will tell. And God knows I've been proven wrong by you many, many times. All right, and let's go to headline number four. According to business insider, Luxury brands like Burberry and Coach are cashing in on Singles Day today. They already have. 11th. Yes, they have. 
by creating limited edition NFTs for the event. I think this is like the ninth week in a row we've had a story about NFTs. But Burberry, as you just mentioned, for one, has already sold out of a thousand special edition scarves at $453 that also came with, and and I shit you not, an interactive deer, deer, D-E-E-R, NFT. And I think NFTs are slowly becoming your middle name, and NFT McZinga. What do you think about this? That's a mouthful. It is. It was I'm really hard to say. I'm glad that's not my actual middle name. Yeah, right. Um, You know, I... You know I'm he- I'm big in this. Like you I think are, yeah. I think there's going to be a just continued development in this space. We're going to see more brands coming into it. Asia and their markets have always been an indicator of what's to come for us in the US even though we're usually lagging several years behind. But I think what I what I found most interesting about this Chris was that it's still tied to a physical object. Right. So you're still getting the scarf that was like 15% below retail. So there's a deal there to get the scarf and then they're just kind of throwing in this free gift with purchase, right. you know. And so for some people it's like, "Ah, eh, yeah, why not? I'll try it out. I'll see what this interactive yeah. deer does and like let it hop around my desktop or whatever it is that you're or my <laughs> wall or what whatever you are going to do with that digital asset." But I think that it's going to be interesting to continue to see like when when we kind of reach that threshold of where, you know, the priority becomes the digital asset over the physical asset or the physical asset just completely goes away and people become more comfortable with buying those NFTs and digital. Yeah, I mean, I, products. I, I think I fundamentally agree with you. And, you know, for all those fans over there in the UK, too, I have to say this. And Phil, you know who you are if you're listening. This example, too, is a dear, dear because it's four hundred fifty three dollars. Think about that for a second. All right, but anyway, getting back to it, I I love this because, like, you know, for example, like your point about it being associated with with an actual product is really interesting to me too. Because the the additional cost for Burba to do this is virtually nothing. There's no Great inventory point. they have to invest in it, and the cool thing about it too are chances are it's going to appreciate in value. So you're giving your customer the scarf plus something else that could be worth a hell of a lot over time. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. So I think it's a win win all around. Like I start thinking about deers, Target spotted dogs, you know, Sam Walton's pickup trucks, like all kinds of crazy shit you could start doing with this stuff if people just want to jump on this bandwagon, yeah. so to speak. I don't know. I none of those things make me are things I want to buy. You're gonna really? need to keep like pushing. It's not it a cool enough, huh? It. So you think it's gotta no. have a coolness factor beyond that? Scarcity and coolness factor. You don't think the tar I see, I think I, I think those could work. I think those could work. You've been at Target too long. Oh really? Okay. No. All, right. All right. I don't think so. All right, let's do the next one. All right, let's go on to headline number five. Chris, this headline number five has quickly become our A and M put you on the spot question. It like has. rotating yeah, spot. It's weird. So according to CNBC, Nike and Dick Sporting Goods are teaming up and integrating their loyalty programs. Chris, Chad Lusk wants to know, what are you, Chris, more excited about with this move from Nike? Exclusive Nike goods on Dick's Sporting Goods website? The potential to pick up Nike D2C product at the Dick's stores? Or something else that you would like to come out of this beautiful marriage of two major retailers yeah that was some good drama in that read Ann. Uh, that, oh, was, that was, that full was of, excellent on the so drama full of drama well that that is a great question from chad chad always chad always brings it for me every single week and he i does. always appreciate he, that and you know what i bet he gets my bone thugs in harmony reference i bet you he does i bet yeah. you he does yep in, yep for sure he does but anyway to bring people up to speed here in a first step nike's loyalty program is going to link to dick's membership offering to allow customers to shop for exclusive Nike shoes and apparel on Dick's website. And the two also hinted 
that there's another perk that could be coming that, that allows Nike customers to drop off their returns or pickups at Dick's stores. So, God, where do I start here on this yeah, question Yeah, what are you Chad? excited about? I mean, for me, there's a number of takeaways from this. I think first... Questions were always out there in terms of how far Nike would go in cutting its ties with its wholesalers. And I think this shows that it's not going to be that far. And let that be a lesson, I think, for everyone listening, because good omni-channel retailing is never about all one way or all the other. And we constantly see that in the media. Mm -hmm. It's about placing your bets and finding the right balance across everything that you offer to meet your consumers' needs where they are. The other thing I, that I think this calls to mind for me is that omni-channel is not sexy. Like I've told this anecdote before, probably like two years ago, and, and you remember this. We were at Shop Talk 2018. There was some exec from Nike on stage mm -hmm. talking about their omni-channel philosophy. And I came out and I said to somebody who I respect a hell of a lot, and I said, I thought that was great. And they were like, oh, it was so boring, though. Like, there was nothing cool, exciting. I'm like, yes, that's the point. Yeah. And yet people don't get that enough. And so I think this is, you know, they're conjoining their membership programs. That's mm -hmm. freaking awesome. Yeah. I think it's groundbreaking. So I think of all the aspects to answer Chad's question, um, I think there's a lot of my, a lot of ground to mine there, especially when you talk about the advertising networks that are popping up. If Nike can figure out how to do that with the right partners and just inculcate themselves more mm -hmm. into that and make it seamless, and then you throw the returns on there, which is always a problem with shoes. I think it's great. I I was trying to wrap my head around something you know new I'd want to see, mm -hmm. but nothing's coming to the top of my head on that. I'm curious what you think. Well, the thing that I, if I'm going to throw something new in there, I think the thing that, as a mom with kids who are in youth sports, yeah, Dix is pretty um, involved, I would say, in the youth sports communities from like being able to give special discount weekends when the sports seasons start, that kind of thing. I think that allows Nike to like kind of further embed in some of those community based programs. In addition to, you know, Nike now having a presence, a bigger presence, and more of a presence in every Dick Sporting Goods location. Um, the existing stores and then all these new formats that they're coming out with from, you know, the soccer fields to the, um, you know, the variety of things that Dix is coming out with. Um, I think that we're we've already seen a big push in the beauty space with this target part merge their rewards programs with Alta so that, you know, it matters to people. Yep. That's a those places that are repeat purchases for people, sporting goods for your kids and for your family beauty products that you're buying over and over again like th those are some of the most successful rewards programs and they are driving where people are going to shop for those items and so i think that this is a really brilliant place for dicks and nike to start and um and i think that it's going to especially once you start to integrate the physical benefits like you were mentioning returns and other things that you can do in store drops that can start to happen in store i think that's going to just um continue to make dicks a destination and and be successful for nike too yeah that's interesting the, the one part of it i thought about what's next would be like the 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 use sports like how do you just own that between the two of you mm -hmm. and the other thing too that you made me think of too dick's been getting into more of the kind of the outlet or the returns outlets yep. so this kind of plays into that too and kind of puts a kind of shot across the bow of the marketplace activity that goes on around that the amazon activity that goes around when you have to purchase things for use sports as well yeah and i think just at the, to wrap up i just mm -hmm. add too like i think that this also captures a more broad audience if you look at it was just at the nike store last night if you look at their selection versus the selection at dick's sporting goods i mean those nike stores are fun and beautiful yeah. but there's not a lot that like my kids not buying their nikes there we've we've gone to dick's sporting goods the selection's wider you can get 
more than one thing, you know, more than just like the elite uh, lines that are out right now. And so I think that that this is just helping Nike provide more access to their product in a physical space. Yeah, makes you wonder what's next to Foot Locker or whatever. Oh, know. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I was surprised about that. I was kind of surprised what happened with Foot Locker. Like, how's Foot Locker feeling about this? Yeah, I bet, oh, I bet they're probably working on it, too. It'd be my Slighted hunch, lover. But yeah, jilted lover. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do the lightning round. All right, Chris. Hershey's plans to spend $1.2 billion in deals for pretzel producers. Chris, are you more of a rod guy or a, tw- <laughs> or a twist kind of guy? Or a Dots pretzels man who Hershey's is buying in this deal. Oh, really? Um, which is a hybrid rod and twist. Oh, really? A hybrid? Uh, and all I can say is I like my pretzels soft. <laughs> Of course you do. All right. My question. Adele debuted a preview of her new song, Hold On, in an Amazon holiday spot this past week. What are your thoughts? I was shocked. I could not believe it. Like, this is a huge album for Adele, and this is where we're seeing it first is with Amazon. Oh, dang. Yeah. I mean, last one, you reminded me she came out at Target with the last one. So, Adele, she's just, she's a new, whole new woman. Shot across the bow from Amazon, too. Yeah, that's right. Chris... Landry's restaurant group who owns Rainforest Cafe and Bubba Gump Shrimp has offered a loyalty program that will now pay customer rewards in Bitcoin. I have to ask you, Chris, is Bitcoin enough to get you to sit at a Rainforest Cafe next to a steaming gorilla for an entire two-hour dinner? <laughs> my, and my question would be, are there two cans? If there's two cans at this Bitcoin party, then hell yes. Hell only, yes. only steam that's been recycled through the same air vents in a rainforest forest cafe from gorillas. <laughs> then, no two cans. Then hell no. And this might be my favorite question of all time. Jeff Bezos captioned a shirtless photo of himself standing over a sign that reads, Danger, steep cliff, fatal drop, to ward off Leonardo DiCaprio from moving in on his girlfriend. What were the first thoughts that entered your mind seeing this photograph? And if you haven't seen this, you have to look oh at it. Oh my God, you have to see it. I, I was speechless. I was actually speechless, which that never happens to me. I could not even come up with words. I was just like, this is this is really happening? It was like, so weird. You, you can't put that photo out. <laughs> That's never going away. Um, my, mine is midlife crisis. Yes, midlife crisis. yes, yes. Uh, and uh, some serious, probably HGH things happening at some point in time, one point in time or another. Happy birthday today to Stanley Tucci, Demi Moore, and surprisingly, Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> who turns an amazing 47. Wow, that is oh my god. Why do you think Jeff got him for his birthday? Uh, I don't know. God, I don't even want to go there with I, my I, mind. I'm betting he's sending those red shorts in like a little package or something. God knows what those three are into. All right, and remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice-weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and just for you. And it's all within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. And as always, be careful out there. The Omnitalk Fast Five is brought to you with the help and support of the AM Consumer and Retail Group. The AM Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities towards their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. 
Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so that grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit takeoff.com. Finally, Attentive. See why thousands of brands use Attentive's SMS platform to send interactive marketing campaigns that better engage consumers and drive revenue. Visit attentivemobile.com forward slash Omnitalk to request your demo today.